Hello, everybody. That's hey, this is Dr. Carol Francis with Make Life Happen. Today, we're going to talk about eating disorders. Well, actually, we're going to talk more about enjoying food. Because I believe it's part of our disorders in life that it's not good there to be enjoyed as well as it's there to make us healthy and strong and life-giving, so to think, it's absolutely essential that we enjoy food in order to be able to be strong, be healthy, to be able to move our bodies actively. I spoke to another individual today who lost 65 pounds. Why and how is always the question. Why? Because she just did not feel like she was in her rightful body. And how? She said, I took up a major form of exercise. In that case, it was Pilates. And she really dedicated herself to the wonderful vigorousness and body trimming, muscle development, as well as really getting to know who her body was. And secondly, she went to eating much more naturally, almost vegetarian at first with the white meats, the white fishes being her source of animal protein. Not quite vegan, although she talked about some people who had become vegan. Well, the point is this, that she found her body 65 pounds free of fat and felt fantastic. But was it about being skinny and mini? And I do have to say she was quite trim. Or was it that she just felt like she was finally walking within her own body and enjoying the natural flavors of food? Did you pick up the Oprah Winfrey O Magazine? This particular issue has a wonderful article offered, of course, by Dr. Oz about eating vegetarian and it has great recipes in there. Uh, four different ones. My favorite is the Turkish scrambled eggs and the lentil with chia seeds. Looks good to me, but wouldn't be good to my children. So there you go. You have to find what tickles you. But today we're going to talk about seven tools of being able to reset your cravings and adding pleasure to your body and to your time with food. And this is from my book called if you can't stop eating, maybe you're hungry. Reset your food cravings. Let me do that again. If you can't stop eating, maybe you're hungry. Maybe you just need to reset your food cravings. Your body is there to give you the absolute indication as to what is optimal for your body to eat. And it gets the signal through to you loud and clearly if the signals haven't been messed up somehow by the way you have been eating, purging, dieting, exercising, not exercising, eating junk food, or totally confusing your body and your taste buds with strange artificial foods. Well, in light of all that, what I want to talk to you about today are the seven tools for resetting your cravings and adding a pleasure to your body. And the very first tool of that is to identify what your eating complications are. And there are several patterns that I look to in my book. The first one is bulimia. Yes, if in the recent past you have had any inclination to throw up food, purge is the more polite term, when you have overeaten or when you have indulged, your cravings may actually be associated to the desperate need for you to be getting nutrition. That's right. If your cravings have been off-put by the fact that you have been overindulging and then purging your food, your cravings are actually going to be signaling to you that you need some nutritious food and that it actually feels like it's starving. What's so funny is that it's not starving in terms of calorie because when you throw food, guess what? Before you can even get the food up out of your stomach, 
your body, your stomach has quickly absorbed a lot of fat from your food. It goes through the fat first because fat's all about survival in our species and our DNA programming. Isn't that a chagrin? Here, the very reason you might be purging the food you've eaten is that you want to get rid of the highest form of the sluggish calories called fat. And that's the thing that your body absorbs first. And that's why purging vomiting, throwing up is not a reasonable way of trying to stay skinny. That's why individuals that use bulimia as a way of weight management typically have a lot of fattiness on their body. They're called fat skinny. So their dimensions may actually look small, but they're fatty. They don't have muscle development. They have a little bulbousness to them. They have a little jiggliness to them. They do not support their muscle development. Um, but they, they're, they're on the fattiest side. Even though they may fit in size zero, it's not necessarily true thinness. So by the time you have purged your food, your body is now hungrily grabbing to try to get calories. And it's going to try to get the fat, yes, because that's first. But really what it's wanting is to get all the nutrition that it isn't getting from the vegetable, fruit, and the lean proteins that are easiest to get good nutrition from. And, of course, your whole grains. We need the whole collection of things, even if you get your protein through Vegetarian means you still need all the amino acids that are associated to your body's well-being. So if you, in the recent past, have been choosing bulimia as a way of weight management, you are going to be in a really twisted relationship with your cravings because your cravings are going to be there to try to help you survive, and you're going to be fighting it off, giving it calories through fat, but not through nutrition. How about it through anorexic? Anorexia nervosa? is usually characterized by an individual that just looks at every morsel of food as if it's an enemy, as if somehow that food is going to be the thing that causes you to gain weight or become grotesquely fat. Uh, Many people who are anorexic will spend their days and their nights fighting the cravings that they have for food. Somewhere inside, those individuals might have decided that skinny, being as skinny as possible, is what is true beauty. And they want to be beautiful in order to what, be accepted, to be the best, to be number one, or to be in control. Some of the use of anorexia, to have that emotional attraction to being in control. And so that's the only thing you control is what food goes in your mouth. The complexity of all those emotional issues associated with being anorexia are, are really worthy of exploring. And I do have a YouTube, Dr. Carol Francis YouTube, that there's a wonderful description of the complexities of anorexia that Josie Tuttle gave me in an interview on the Make Life Happen Dr. Carol Francis show. So check that out. For those individuals that have resorted to anorexia, your body's going to be craving food as well. And you're going to have a desperate need to fuel your body with the essential fuels, the minerals, the vitamins, the amino acids, and the hydration for your very, very parched cells. So you're going to be fighting cravings, but those cravings are all about you surviving. See, men and women who are absolutely committed to the ideal of being bone skinny, cravings must seem to be your enemy, when in actuality every cell in your body might be screaming out for your actual survival. Cravings are actually a loving yearning in in those situations that begs for you to decide to act in a manner that like invests in your body's life and well-being, not your fashion consciousness or your wish for thinness. I think there's a really funny adjunct story that came out a couple of years ago where individuals were actually cutting, getting surgically removed portions of their feet in order to be able to wear the type of shoes that would fit that narrow, narrow, narrow little witch-like point 
if people are willing to go through surgical removals and reshaping of their feet, then imagine what people will do in order to look thin. Compulsive overeating is another eating disorder you need to identify. If you eat everything inside, whether you are hungry or not, the only portion of your body you are probably aware of is your mouth. Yes, that's right. Cravings come from whatever sort of sensation we want to give our mouth. We can be dealing with being wonderfully tantalized by the senses related to smelling, chewing, taste. We can create sensations of fullness in your belly, but your chances are you're only aware of your mouth if you're overeating. And so being able to focus on your mouth has little or nothing to do with the actual nutrition that your body would need. So individuals who are compelled to eat compulsively when they know that it's going to produce all sorts of difficulties, is they're not able to pay attention to what it feels like for their body to be full, satiation. In some people, it even seems that their stomach has grown to such a large degree that they feel the fullness only when their stomach is really as big as a very large watermelon or cantaloupe, when the truth is that the natural size of their stomach is the size of your fist. So look at your fist and go, wow, that's how much food would actually make my stomach in its natural form feel full and satisfied. So there are some great techniques associated to that. We talked about in my previous show with Mary O'Malley a couple days ago. Look it up on the Blog Talk Radio. It's archived and it's there for you. We're going to be doing another show as well that discusses more aspects of it. And it's about using hypnosis as a virtual gastric bypass or, or band and where the experience is that you do introduce into your mind-body relationship a consciousness of your stomach of being able to feel full after a fifth full-size amount of well-nutritioned, balanced plate of food. See, for a period of time, those people who are overeating are going to need to change their physiology, their chemistry, the size of their stomach, and they're going to have to pay attention to size proportions of food as well as the types of food. Well, everybody's going to have to pay attention to that. If you have chronically been overeating uh, related to the stimulation of your, your mouth's pleasure sensations or the feeling of eating or emotional eating, if you have been doing that, then you've probably changed your cravings, your body's signals of what you actually need to eat so that you can't really quite pay attention to the real craving. So here are quick, I'm going to go down a long list. I have 20, but I'm only going to give you some. If you did five out of these 20 aspects, and you can get the rest of the 20 from my book, which is called, once again, if you can't stop eating, maybe you're hungry. Reset your food cravings. And, and But here, eat only with utensils and put your fork or utensils down in between bites. One number two, chew each bite 20 to 50 times before you allow yourself to swallow Number three, only eat homemade prepared foods. Number four, only eat at the table without any other distractions, totally focusing on food, no reading, no watching television. Now, this doesn't apply to everybody because I love to read while I'm eating, but if you're focusing on the food because you're overeating that amount and you're not paying attention to being full, that helps. Prepare foods with smells and textures that are really enjoyable. Begin to really tantalize your mouth with different textures and all sorts of different flavors that have absolutely nothing to do with fats, sugars, or whites. And if you work away from that, the vegetables and fruits, the grains and the white meats, 
chances are you're really going to be able to uh, pay attention to wonderful things that your mouth will simply love. Number six, eat fibrous foods that are first slowly chewed. And eat them first so you can begin to develop that sense of your stomach being full. Do not eat, number seven, do not drink a lot of water with your meals. Drink your water between your meals so that you don't confuse being full with having lots of liquid. Um, so you do want to eat those 64 ounces at least of water a day and the more healthy food, and I love the Kangen water, more healthy water, I mean, is going to be able to pass into your body better. Then the next one, pause that link between the food groups for a heightened sense of digestion. Number The next number, you know what? Really try to pay attention to your stomach. Where is my stomach? How can I tell what's full, what isn't full? What can I find? What's going on here? So you want to pay attention and try to reconnect your brain with your stomach. And again, hypnotherapy is really powerful along those lines as well. Okay, moving from the overeaters to the chronic nibblers or the eaters, even the grazers. Do you know the people who eat their six meals a day? They have found there's some people that actually interferes with metabolism. It actually interferes and makes people more hungry because they never really know when they're full because they are so accustomed to eating chronically. And then they find out they're actually eating higher calorie foods chronically. So it doesn't always work for people to be eating your six meals a day. It works for some people great but not for others. It again depends on if you're actually able to pay attention to the genuine signals of your body for what types of food you really need to give it. Um, how about the people who overeat on a spree, where they just on holidays are celebrating on parties? Do you know that after you overeat on a spree of some sort, you actually need to readjust your cravings as well? Here's some ideas for those of you that have just gotten off of big vacations like I did where we were actually eating sitting around with huge meals and large quantities of food available to us 100% of the time. You know what I did. But what you do when you come back is you can't get your appetite to decrease down to the level of effort and energy that you're expending. You want to take a lot of your waters in between meals. Secondly, you want to increase your vitamin Bs, especially 6 and 12, so that you really get a sense of of, of reducing your cravings. Multivitamins and B12 taken for three days intensely can really help. During those same three days, ingest a lot of high-fibrous foods, such as celery or apples. Make that food also really flavorful with all sorts of different herbs and spices. Stay away from the fats. Eat a lot of food that is low-calorie. So you can keep that same process of eating but you're eating foods that are chewy, demand a lot of time, but they're highly nutritious for your body, getting it off of the non-nutritious desserts you're probably overindulged in, and moving towards your fruits and vegetables and low-fat proteins. After 24 hours of, of eating really, really healthy, but you're no longer on your vacation, refrain from the desserts at least for two days. Put all that wonderful fruit into your body as a form of dessert. Cut it up, add cinnamon to your apples, cook them, uh, enjoy, but make sure to stay away from the high sugars and the whites because that will just keep those cravings going and you'll still be eating at the indulgent period of your life. Well, let's go on to second tool because I'm now seeing that we're probably going to have to have another show just to get on to all of these issues. This will be These will be the the ones that we can try out 
the, the tools that we can get in today, and then you can come back next time for the rest of the tools. So the second tool is to exercise maximum respect for any success you have while honestly addressing your cravings and your hungers. In other words, focus on the successful way that you are implementing good eating patterns after you are trying to break your bad eating habits. Sometimes you simultaneously continue the bad eating habits while you are implementing really excellent, awesomely good eating habits so that you are introducing all the good foods and trying to reset your body into being on task with good nutrition. And then after you've got your body glommed down to, oof, finally I've got good nutrition, then it's much easier to start whittling off or totally cold turkey taking care of all those bad pieces of food that you might otherwise put into your body. And then when you're in the process of eating positively, even if it's the same time that you're eating some things that are real, not what you want to do or self-sabotaging, you want to be really encouraging yourself and saying, okay, look, I did this right, I did this right, I did this and this and this and this and this, and be excited about it. Get emotionally attached to your eating good. Be really positive. Be really enthusiastic. And all of those emotions that put dopamine and serotonin into your system because you're in such a positive attitude actually will help you be able to stay on task in terms of really living toward eating well. Okay, let's move on to our third tool. You're with me here. And the third tool is it is absolutely essential for you to laugh and laugh and laugh some more throughout your day. Remember, just a moment ago, I was talking about your serotonins and your dopamines. Those are hormones that aid your brain that allow you to create antidepressants, anti-anxiety, optimism, and because you are not feeling depressed and you have optimism in your system, you find that you're also able to stick to your eating patterns much more positively. See, laughter produces chemicals in your bodies which tickle to you, trickle right down to your pleasure sensors. Laughter keeps you optimistic even in the face of chronic complications and self-sabotage. Laughter produces energies you will need in order to clean up your muscles and accomplish your goals. Laugh when you are alone and lonely. Hear yourself laughing. Be goofy. Feel silly. Watch funny YouTubes and stay away from serious, depressing shows and news. Send out the joy of your smile and goodwill when you're surrounded by other people so they can radiate back to you your joy. Even if it doesn't make any sense and you don't necessarily feel it, try to create it until you feel it. It really does create a change. See, weight gain and cravings can be caused by an excess amount of stress hormones such as cortisol or systemic inflammation. Oh, I love Conan Perion, P-E-R-I-O-N-N-E. And he has actually a new book out as well where he talks about what inflammation can do to the body and to making you hold on to weight and mess up your sense of craving. It's a wonderful book about in 21 days how you can actually reset the inflammation process in your body. So what you want to do is you want to indulge in laughter. You want to have memories that are crazy fun. You want to watch comical movies. You want to have lighthearted comedians surrounding you. You want to play with animals and giggly little children. You want to create a ridiculous work of art or dance like a wild kangaroo so you can release your tension, depression, worries for that moment. And that's why dancing is such a wonderful form of exercise. Trust me. Laughter will help you reset your cravings so that they will not make you move toward urging foods that you really don't need. You know, sometimes we eat because we need 
the antidepressants in the food, for instance, dark chocolate, chocolate of any sort, has antidepressants in it. If you're reaching for your chocolates, hmm, you might need to reach for some laughter, intense laughter. Okay, you ready to come with me on this? Here's the ride. Ten more minutes. Here we go. Fourth tool for you. Instead of contemplating how you are going to have to deprive yourself of certain foods while you quote-unquote go on that diet, add as many healthy foods into your diet as you can. Whoops, I didn't mean to be saying the word diet. Let's reframe our thinking for a moment. Let's call it dynamic, invigorating eating lifestyle. What do you think about that? Dynamic, invigorating eating lifestyle. I think that that captures that sense of what's going on a lot more in terms of being able to look to the issues of it all. Okay, let's keep going. So I'm not going to call it a diet. I'm going to call it a dynamic, invigorating eating lifestyle. That's far too long. See, deprivation can aggravate your cravings. So now you are going to indulge but not deprive yourself. Truly delicious, healthy indulgences, fruits and vegetables and frequent protein, fat-free snacks, satisfy cravings. Imagine, imagine selecting as many fresh fruits and organic vegetables as you could possibly ingest. And in a day or two, these five to ten fresh fruits and vegetables will help you reset your craving because your body will be receiving natural sources of vitamins, fibers, varied minerals, complex carbohydrates, honest sweeteners, usable sodium, and fibrous hydration. Sounds great. Just think how awesome it is that you're treating your body your body will feel good with these awesome sources of nutrition added to the other non-nutritious foods that you have become accustomed or habituated to eating. Trust me, you will not gain any weight by eating more of those foods. In fact, you are likely to lose weight as your body has a better ability to digest and eliminate unnecessary toxic substances in your food from your body. See, your liver and your gallbladder will even work better to process those fats and poisons that you have been wanting to get rid of a long time if you're giving it the fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I just got a, a, a contact from a Facebook person, Belinda. Hello, Belinda. How are you? She is absolutely a wonderful example of individuals that have fought with eating and have conquered it by being joyous being spiritual and being able to look at herself and honestly admit that she does not need to deprive herself in order to be beautiful. She is the most gorgeous woman I've met. You need to look up on Facebook. Her name is Belinda Farrell. She's coming out with a book very soon. I look forward to interviewing her on my radio show. And she has quite a story about her relationship with food. And now she takes it to a very strong level of healing her body through through Hana meditation, she's just absolutely fascinating. I have an e two, I have a YouTube posted on Facebook on my uh, Dr. Carol Francis show or Dr. Carol Francis Facebook. Definitely give it a look, and you'll see how just absolutely beautiful this woman is. Okay, let's move on to cravings, to cravings, fighting, resetting those cravings. There we go. The fifth tool: begin eating several fistfuls of non-fat protein throughout your day, three to six times a day. Now, vegetarians or vegans tell me that tofu is a great form of protein. does not work for me, but it does work for them. Nuts, i got to be careful about the fat, but there are some seeds out there that have a lot of non-fat protein capacity for them. Many nutritionists like to stick to white meats, fresh meats, 
cold water fish. My experience suggests that iron from red meat and nutrition from in many sources of organically grown animals can be valuable as well. Do not forget that you can get iron from red meat faster and easier to digest than any other way to get iron. So just be aware I'm not anti-red meat, um, but it does have other aspects to it in terms of the fat aspect of it. Keep proteins from milk products, legumes, vegetarian, food combining can also work as well. Some nutritionists believe that anti-aging elements are rich in plain yogurt, and there's your protein again. And then you have nuts and seeds and raw legumes that are rich in protein. Don't forget, they also provide fiber, the omegas or the essential fatty acids that help you with your metabolism, your brain, your hair, your nails, your skin, and your overall well-being. So be aware that those nuts, they're high in calories, they can be high in fat, not all of them, some of the seeds are great. Um, They're also so fantastic in so many other ways. So see, make sure you are getting your amino acids, amino acids that will benefit the ingestion of of your body. So your body will be able to start craving real foods instead of the fast energy foods. Those complex carbohydrates from meats, from proteins, they take longer for the body to digest and absorb, so therefore can also make your body feel fuller, longer, and if you need to feel fuller, longer, go the route of the proteins because the vegetables and fruits are going to pass quickly. Of course, your high, high, high fibrous foods are going to linger longer and they'll make you, feel, make you feel like your stomach is fuller longer as well. So since proteins are broken down into usable energizing sugars in your body, because everything is broken down into usable sugars in your body, surprise, surprise, but they do take more effort. Therefore, that helps your metabolism. It helps with your body being able to work on digestion instead of working on feeling hungry. Your body won't signal that you are craving for anything as and that's helpful. Here's your sixth tool. So now begin vigorous, fun exercise. I can barely wait to get my Zuma starting as soon as my repair, my knee repairs itself. I love to jog, run, get out there, play basketball. Those of you that like tennis or group sports, go for it. Do your swimming. That's awesome. And I'm going to do my Zuma, my dancing, which makes me feel very invigorated. So that invigorated Fun exercise. Remember, you can start laughing in that as well. It takes most people about two to six weeks of diligent habit-forming exercise until their body begins to crave to exercise. Then after two to six weeks, you're going to want to crave exercise. You're going to have to exercise. You won't be happy unless you do so. What a great thing to crave. It's because your body's finally able to give you the signal that's all about its health. So begin with the amount of exercise that you know you will do four to five times a week. Is that magic number five minutes, 10 minutes, 60 minutes? Just make sure four to five times a day during the first week you do every day those minutes. That begins to develop the habit. Now, after you've got the habit in there for the five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, now you make it a little bit more vigorous the second week. You know, you can also do things that are different than just exercise. You can chase the kids around the park. You can climb the stairs. You can dance with hilarity. With your kids, your music, or your spouse, you can walk your dog, you can walk the cats. Oh, I'm sorry, that is kind of silly. You can go and imitate the dancers on YouTube. For for example, why don't you go So You Think You Can Dance television show, which is also on YouTube. You can embrace that jazz dancing. Go do yoga, which is wonderful, Pilates, kickboxing, play tennis, even if you play it badly. But do it four to five times a week for whatever amount of minutes you know you absolutely promise yourself you will do. 
and make your skin shine and sweat for that period of time. The third week, you're going to do even more of those minutes and a little bit more exaggerated, and you're going to find yourself liking it even more. It is what you know you can do. I'll tell you this. Science is really clear. It's better if you exercise five to ten minutes a day than no exercise at all. It's better if you exercise five to ten minutes three times a day, even in doing 30 minutes consecutively if it's true exercise. Hey, guess what? I have time for number seven, yay, and this is really important and the easiest of all. I left the easiest for last. Drink water. That's it. Hydrate your body with pure, clear liquids that do not contain sugars, stimulants, or calories. You know, beware of sweetening your water with artificial sweeteners. Stevia may be okay, but the truth is you don't even want your time to get used to water. I will tell you that the Kangen water, which is all about the alkaline emphasis on water, has made me a believer in the wonderful taste of water, whereas otherwise I've never been really crazy about it. So find a way to get water or clear liquids that don't have added sugars in there. And, of course, you do your 64 ounces in between meals, not during meals. So you can crave foods not because you're really hungry, but because your body's really, really thirsty. And one way it disguises its thirst is sugar, artificial sweeteners. It somehow gives a confusing signal because it doesn't really hydrate your cells, but it does create a mechanism in your cells that does associate to you feeling hungry or not. But don't reach for the sugars reach for the water because everything in your body does better with water. Is that an ad? Everything in your body does better with H2O, ladies and gentlemen. Well, guess what? That's it for Make Life Happen today. This is Dr. Carol Francis. Call me, 310-543-1824. Let me help you with your eating, your craving, your figure in your form, and your happiness in life. Does that sound campaignish enough? And also as well, feel free to make a comment on the Facebook. would love to hear from you. This is Dr. Carol Francis signing off, hoping that this invigorates your love for food in a way that really makes you love your body. Be healthy, be happy, be wise. Take care. Bye-bye.